0: with the king. and now for something completely different. Men of them tears and fears for my peers they risen you think that it is it is if not it isn't is it? race for the border my daughter could be to banging out chiefs rocking beats in the streets and it's time for hanging out gather or rather for my circle around out loud just good brothers or others
1: Lamb rings Beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, rack Beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, lamb, wall, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, 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 beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, lamb, roll, lamb. Beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, lambs Beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, beans, greens, but beans, greens, beans, beans.
0: And welcome to the Kings of Sports, the program that's changing the game one show at a time, a.k.a. the world's most dangerous sports show, a.k.a. iTunes' longest running weekly episodic podcast, produced and hosted by one or more African-American who is not affiliated with a major network. We back. So it's been a few months, uh, but, but we are back, ready to close out 2021 in the way that only we can. Uh, so this is going to be a fun episode, y'all. Uh, I'm still in the, in, in the afterglow of that Atlanta Braves World Championship. <laughs> so, you know, don't 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 pay too much mind to anything I say this week. Uh, but let me bring in my, my, my guest, my co-host for this week. Uh, you know this man. Been down with the Kings since day one going out to the west coast to bring on the angry intellectual himself the professor chris the king of the cryptocurrency arena (laughs) yeah
1: what's what's good brother oh man i'm I'm chilling man yeah we got a crip arena uh, and the, and <laughs> Russell Westbrook, man. And that clip. I, I re, well, me and my girlfriend, we we round that shit like a thousand times, dude. Just because th- that's what an LA nigga. Excuse the language again. We're live.
0: Yeah, I, 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 ain't
1: no way I can edit this now, Chris. We live, baby. Dog, da- but that's what an LA brother would say. <laughs> they, they, th- that's typical, man. You hear? And I didn't even think of that. Was with the was the funny part of it? Like that wasn't even like. But yeah, people are gonna call it that, man. And people yep. are already calling it that. We're going so. down to the crib. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Russell Westbrook too. You know that brother, especially where Staples Center is. It's like not even three miles away from like where uh, the Rolling Sixties, uh, you know get down at you know what i'm saying so it's just uh interesting stuff man interesting stuff and then we got you know all the wrestling news Jay lethal all yeah, the firings all... Look, look look
0: full disclosure we were gonna talk about Jay lethal on the nubian wrestling advocates of post wrestling mm-hmm. but i i made i made an executive decision here chris i said let's yeah. let's talk about it on this platform versus uh Post wrestling platform, uh, yeah, you know, give, give you a little bit more leeway. Plus, I don't want John away to have to deal with nobody's legal teams. Oh, out yeah, of yeah. These streets. Okay, yes. uh, but but yeah, we we got wrestling to talk about because uh, if you're watching us live, uh, we are recording on the day of Survivor Series, which I forgot about, Chris. Like, I was doing a podcast uh, with Jennifer Smith. Uh, we did a right. live, we did a live watch of Blade, the first Blade with Wesley Snipes uh on thursday and she's talking about you know all these plans she's got and you know are you gonna watch the show sunday night i'm like what's what show sunday night like, mm-hmm. survivor series i'm like oh i didn't even think of that. So we're, <laughs> we're gonna talk a little wwe particularly with you know uh the latest round of releases the fourth round of releases in the last 16 months i believe which is crazy for a company that's out here talking about these record profits. So right. we got some wrestling to talk about. Uh, we 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 gonna touch on the NBA just a little bit uh, since Chris did uh, mention his beloved Lakers. We got to find out what's wrong with them boys, and then maybe we'll wrap up the show by talking about uh, just America, Chris, because it's been an interesting week uh, mm-hmm. for, for the for the Republic. So uh, yeah. let's 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 start with some NBA, Chris. Uh, you are the the Laker Homer, uh, the right. The, the uh, former uh, mayor of Kobe Stan, uh, yeah. Let, let the people know well, what what are you thinking about your Lakers, man. I I, I still don't know uh, what what to make of this team, man.
1: Right, yeah. I think like this is my thing with the NBA. This is the only sport where I'm like this with. Um, I'm not bearish on um, the uh, Lakers yet. I think right now. T- uh, Every season with the NBA the in, in in my humble opinion just from what I watch mm-hmm. um the NBA season doesn't start till January mm. um right now is kind of still a filling out process um are the warriors going to maintain the mom- momentum that they have right now are mm-hmm. the lakers going to keep running hot and cold this is typical of um super teams that I've seen in LA. You know, I've seen them come in mm-hmm. and have this up and down 50 50 season, and then by the time January gets here, they have it all together. Yeah. Or January could get here and they can, you know, just prove all the haters <laughs> right, you know. And, it,
0: and it's not just uh, LA thing, Chris. I yeah. think with any super team, like whether you're talking yeah. about you know, LeBron and the Heat or LeBron and the Cavs mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, the Warriors with KD or, you know, uh, the the Brooklyn Nets, like any of these super teams mm-hmm. we've seen, it usually takes till around that Christmas Day game. Right. And then that's when things start to kind of click. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's still a little early to sell on the Lakers if we're going to continue using uh, the, the cryptocurrency analogy, Chris. <laughs> uh, but I think like these next – Three weeks are going right. to be really interesting because I like I still don't know if they've got the rotations down, like in terms yeah. of what roles folks are going to play, and so I, I think I think they'll figure it out. Chris, right now they're currently ninth in the West. I think they're a top four team in the West, and I think they'll end up in the top four. Right, uh, but right now, you know, yeah, uh, it, 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 just if you holding that LeBron stock, if you got that LeBron NFT, yeah. it, it's looking a little shaky right now, brother.
1: It is. It it really is the NFT. Uh, It really is looking kind of, it looks dystopian for my Lakers at the moment. Um, I can't, there's no other way to put it. Shout out to LeBron, because I think LeBron, for his age and what his NBA body has already been through, Mm -hmm. um, people are saying that he starts, he starts the, Look, man. If 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 that's looking humid, yeah, uh, I, I I take it, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm gonna
0: say it, Chris. I'm gonna say something that might get get, get some people upset. Might get some people yeah. in their feelings. Right, LeBron for the age he is is looking better than Tom Brady did at a, at a comparable age. Right. Yeah.
1: I'm, like I'm, I think yeah. like
0: LeBron, like like. You know, people can argue about LeBron and Michael all day long. Like I yeah. know Jermaine, the 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 infamous hater Jermaine from chi Town, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> is gonna be arguing that to the day he dies. Like I'm to the yeah. point where I don't even care about that argument anymore. Like yeah, at at worst, at worst, LeBron James is the second best player of all time. Like at right. worst, yeah. And it's not like like because he's he's past Kobe, he's past Duncan, he's past right. Magic. You know, he's past... Uh, like as much as I love Kareem, like he's past like LeBron's the second best player we've ever seen. And right. so for him at this age to still be a top 10, top 15 player, that's an accomplishment. I do think, though, Chris, we're to the point where LeBron just can't Superman a team like he used to be able to.
1: Right. I think- like he
0: needs some help. And if AD isn't healthy or or if, uh you know, Westbrook <laughs> isn't right. I don't know how far this team goes,
1: right? Yeah. And that's the thing. You need every single piece working on this Laker team. You can't have just one, you're paying um all this money for this all-star talent. I mean, granted, um uh Mello is is making the league minimum, but he's he's here to get a ring, you know, yeah. and this is probably a now or never season for him. Um so um, a lot of people who are uh, mellow fans definitely um, want him uh, to get to, to cap off his career with the, with a the ring. Um, I, I certainly would would like it, it'd be nice to see him win, especially with that particular class, you know, where he was picked uh, third after uh, uh, Darko. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's it would be uh, some poetic justice for him to get at least one ring. Yeah. Um. Like, uh, yeah. It's,
0: it's crazy though, Chris. Like I need people to make up their minds on these Lakers. Because mm-hmm. you know, before the season and even now, like I've heard one group of people saying that the Lakers are like this over the hill gang, this bunch of veterans that ain't got yeah. the juice no more. Like they 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 belong in the old folks' home. Then I've right. also people say LeBron's cheating. Like these are the monsters. He done put together another super team. It's like are these yeah. old dudes or are they a super team? Like people got to right.
1: make like Yeah, right now they're somewhere in the middle of old <laughs> old versus old super dudes. dudes. Yeah, yeah, but we'll we'll see as the season plays out. Like I said, you you don't want to get bullish on any team. We're using the crypto stock stuff again. Oh, so you know what? Wanna... Out,
0: out here, sounding like uh, like is, who's my guy that does the financial stuff on uh,
1: MS- a MS? Kramer. Uh, yeah, it sounded like Jim Kramer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You you don't want to get bullish on any NBA team right now, even the Warriors, as great as they are right yeah. now. We have seen what can happen to a team after January. Right now, the chemistry's there. When you add um, Clay back to that team, mm-hmm. where's the chemistry going to be then? You know what I'm saying? With with LeBron, now that he's back in the rotation, um, seemingly on a full-time basis, how are the Lakers going to – how are those pieces going to come together? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What role is what Russell Westbrook going to settle into? What role is um, – Ad gonna settle into you know what I'm saying this these are things that they're figuring out as the season goes on. Um, and, and you never uh,
0: you like you can never account for health like yeah nobody knows who's gonna be healthy at the end of this thing like there, yeah. there's a lot of questions like I do want to stay with with at the crib let's stay at the crib Chris because uh, <laughs> uh, there's another team that that stays in that same building and right. Right a couple spots ahead of the Lakers right now yeah. Do you believe in these Clippers? These Cowardless Clippers? Do you believe in them?
1: It's just like that last year they did make it as far as they ever made it. Um and I'm happy. I'm see this this is one of the misnomers about me that a lot of people uh, cuz I only hate the Clippers when they're playing the Lakers. Um I only hate the angels when they're playing the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, if I like the Clippers, um, if they were able to, you know, win a championship, I would, I'd celebrate, but I just don't believe in um, Balmer. Um, I just don't believe in uh, that team. I believe in Ty Lu I just, the team is just too, it's, it's got too much taint on it. Um, and even, you know, once they made it to the final. Oh, for why don't you year.
0: say it with, say with your chest, Chris? T- t- tell the people what you always
1: say about the Clippers, man. Oh yeah, they're cursed. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're cursed, you know. Uh, and I, I want to believe, um, I do think that last season was was they were starting to try to break the curse, but I just don't know if it's, um, if it's over yet. I think that I think the Clippers got a lot more growing pains they got to go through. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, I think Clippers fans should be happy of what's coming around the pike. Um, they're going to take my Lakers' old um, stomping ground in Englewood um, at, the, at the at that new arena that just looks so beautiful, I'm sure, during um, Mania weekend um, in, a, in about a year or so. We'll be um, – <laughs> hitting that spot up um and uh yeah man I'm, I'm looking forward to to what the clip and, and having their own arena yeah at least gives them their own personality I do think I don't here's the problem with that though you're now playing in Inglewood. you're playing in a place that the Lakers Mm-hmm. owned for decades so You know how's the saying? magic bill yeah and people haven't forgotten about that you know it's been you know since what was the last season 98 season the last time they played at the forum yeah. um it, it's it's forever ago but at the same time it's not that long ago you know right. what i'm saying so it's like it'll be interesting to see if that area breeds like um, so many, so
0: many lake of legends that ran through that right, building. Yeah. Magic, Kareem, yeah, AC Green,
1: yeah, <laughs> <to Dale> three. <laughs> yeah, so <Dale> three, yeah, Eldon <laughs> Campbell and them, yeah, 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 Nick Van Exel, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Anthony Peeler, Peeler,
0: yeah, Yo, but yeah, that, Peeler. that lake show era was just wild.
1: It was, yeah, man. Like that Um, pre
0: kobe Lakers period?
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's just no way that you're – this town is such a Laker place. There's nowhere the Clippers can go and escape Mm -hmm. the shadow of the Lakers. Like even if you go to Orange County, like the most conservative part of um, the greater L.A., Orange County area – That's a Laker place too. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna honestly. They need to
0: move back to San Diego like they were for a few years.
1: Yeah, yeah. Maybe if you go to San Diego, but San Diego's kind of turned into Laker (laughs) uh, territory, also. Man, if you ask my boy Poe and stuff like that. Uh, But maybe they'll find an identity. And I think the one of the reasons why um, they don't leave um, Los Angeles is because being in Los Angeles makes them a billion dollar team, you know. Mm-hmm. Um like when they were bought, um it was it, I know it was over at least a couple billion, man. So, um Yeah, Steve,
0: Steve Ballmer ain't trying to, ain't trying to go to uh San Diego.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sir. we'll see what happens, man. We'll see.
0: So uh, yeah, that's that's the NBA talk. We got that up out the way. Let's yeah. let's get into the main event. Like 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 Mark Henry said, Chris, uh-huh. talking is over. It's time for the main <laughs> event. Yo, yeah. real quick, like, how cool was it to watch uh rampage on Friday that uh, was taped from uh, the Chartway Center, formerly the Ted Constant Convocation Center, out yeah. in Norfolk, Virginia, and like the crowd was actually chanting that along with Mark. That like was like, awesome, man! It's
1: time for the main event. Yeah, right? okay, I, Mark Henry. I've been tweeting to Mark Henry and Tony Khan. When is my "It's Time for the Main Event" shirt coming out with Mark yeah. Henry's face on the cover on the on the front of it? Yep. Um, I would buy that. Um, and I'm I hoping would. I would too. Yeah, and I'm hoping that he, that he gets that man. Mark Henry has been through a lot in wrestling, dude. He like he went he was in WWE. He spent the first first part of his career, first maybe three or four years, had promise, and then he entered this kind of dark period where they were, you know, giving making him um, be with uh, Mae Young and mm-hmm. she giving birth to a hand, and then yeah. um, him with the with the 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 China stuff and making him. Uh, be with the trans person and just kind of all this stuff where they were just really, um, it seemed like they were trying to get him to breach his uh, yeah. 10 year contract. Yeah, we it can't was,
0: fire you, but we can
1: try to make you quit. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and big up to Mark Henry for staying there. And then he was, um, he, he, he weathered that storm better than any wrestler in history. They uh, be a wrestler who had the, the ride that Mark Henry had and then rode that wave all the way up to the world championship, mm-hmm. man. Uh, and he did it with a smile on his face. And mo- more importantly, what's not talked about with us a lot is he did it to make things better mm-hmm. for the guys that were coming up behind him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And he knew if he could, if he grit his teeth and bared it, things would be better. And He yeah. got himself at least one world – well, two if you count the ECW title. He got two world championships out of it, had a respectable career in WWE, was anything they needed him to be, mm-hmm. jobber when they needed him to be. If they needed him to be a main eventer, he was one of those guys like Kane and Big Show that you could easily heat up. Yeah. and turn into a main eventer. Um yeah, like and, that that retirement promo in that in that pink yeah. salmon suit. Like that's
0: still one of the <laughs> top WWE moments of all time with him and Cena.
1: Yeah, and then he gets to go to AEW and kind of reinvent himself as an announcer, has mm. this this catchphrase. Like I remember the one week tody Shavadi uh did that it's time for the main <laughs> event. Like I'm like, "Look, Shavadi, I love you.
0: Yeah, like we love Siobhan, but it, but it ain't hitting that, like that.
1: Yeah, that's Mark Henry's thing. You leave that shit to Mark Henry. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> but yeah, man. So that's so that's great. So that as an aside, that it's just great seeing Mark Henry happy mm-hmm. to be a part of wrestling and the community stuff that he's doing with AEW. They've mm-hmm. got to tout that more. I didn't even know the amount of stuff that Mark Henry was doing. He's basically doing some of the stuff he was doing in WWE in AEW, man. Mark Henry is a made man on these activist streets, you know? Like, people respect him, and hes he gives AEW a lot of clout in that um, area. So um, I'm just so happy for that brother. Um, he's definitely somebody I would want to interview Um, I'm glad him and uh, Leo Rush were able to um, work out their differences Um, and just, just to see um, that. And I don't agree with Mark Henry's all the time, but just to see this guy's ascent Mm -hmm. in the wrestling world is just truly something that um, as a black man, I gotta, I, I gotta bow down to, I got nothing but respect for Mark Henry.
0: Yeah, like you said, like uh, there, there's been some statements he's made over the last few years that we haven't agreed with 100%. But you can't not what this dude has meant to the business. What he continues to mean uh, mm-hmm. to the business, and and one of them names you brought up, Chris, is exactly where I was hoping you was gonna go. Cause uh, <laughs> let's stay in let's stay in Tony Khan land here. And talk about <coughs> right. talk about this AEW uh, just coming off of full gear. Uh, they 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 final big pay per view of the year, and uh, we 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 got a new champ out here a hangman Adam Page, uh, we can talk about that. We can talk about uh, uh, the the debut, uh, controversial debut, as it were, of uh, Jay Lethal into the promotion. And yeah. also, since you brought this brother's name up, man, let's let's spend a, a few minutes talking about your boy LBO mm-hmm. Leo Rush out here, man, because this, yeah, this brother continues like we knew it, like we've been talking, talking this brother up for, for a minute, minute, uh, but to see. Leo kind of getting the flowers right now from a lot of fans. Uh, even some fans that might have talked bad about the brother about a year or so ago, but we ain't gonna
1: talk about that.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. like to see Leo get this love has been real cool, man.
1: Yeah, man. Um, Leo Rush is definitely um, I've I've been I've t- talked to some of my folks out here who said. Um, who've met Leo Rush here on these LA streets and stuff. I, I didn't even know he was out here like that. Um, yeah, man, he's coming up. He's he's in a, a, an organization where it's obvious that the higher ups in the organization believe in him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's grown a lot from being a 22 year old kid to a 26 year old. Um, I thought. When he would first got into WWE, I didn't like um, the way he was being treated by people on the upper echelon of the roster. Um, mm. One of the things that's easily for, for to forget for people like North of 34, 35, is that 22 is really young, man. Yeah. and when you get to and then when you get past when you get to 30 um 30s young like look man um <laughs> like i'm i'm just turned 40. it's you 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 don't you you're still growing man yeah. um and the thing with leo Rush is, like
0: honestly like just a point on that Chris like if you want to be real about it there should never be a point where you stop growing.
1: Right. Yeah. As a person
0: where you stop learning, where you stop evolving. And so, yeah, like, I think the idea that at 25, you should have everything figured out or at 30, you should have everything figured out. yeah, Like that's kind of going out of the window because like, it's funny, like I remember being a kid and I'm sure Mm -hmm. you had a similar feeling, Chris, when we looked at our parents and our parents, friends and our teachers and our coaches.
1: Yeah.
0: They seemed like adult adults. Right. Yeah. And it's like, like, you, like you got a good ass job, man. You you out here doing big things. I got a I got a job, man. I'm doing things, and it's All like, right. like I'm a grown ass man, but like, it just fit. Maybe it's just a, a matter of perspective,
1: right? Yeah. Because it's
0: like, to my nieces, I'm sure I look like my parents and our coaches did back in the day, right? Yeah. But it's like, I don't honestly, I don't feel that different at 40 than at, than I did at 30, or that I did at right. 25. Like, I've learned some stuff. I've grown as a person. But I like I still feel like me.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, man. And I think, like, yeah, with the with the brother, like, and that's kind of how I feel too. Part of that might be just because neither of us have any children yet. Maybe that'll mm. um, change things. Um, <laughs> but um I, I, I still think Bro, so. I'm gonna, so you're saying uh,
0: Marcus Vandenberg out, out here, he 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 gonna start getting some gray hairs and in, in that good hair.
1: I I hope not, man. I hope he's uh, <laughs> able to um like uh, to deal the way we are, man. We're like uh, because, um, but having a, a, a little uh, a little guy running around like that takes a lot of energy. Yeah. Um. Leo Leo Rush is uh 27 years old and he's got three three uh kids running around. Um, and he's just trying to, he's like the rest of us, man. He's like, like at the rest of us at that age, he's trying to, he's figuring up stuff as he goes along, man. He's got the burden of being, um, I mean, I think what's lost a lot on a lot of people is Leo Rush. Isn't like, you know, your run of the mill black person in wrestling. He is a guy who, um, is a smaller black person in wrestling, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and those guys typically we haven't seen in WWE. You have to be like pretty big and stout, like even like I remember meeting Coco Beware when I was like 10 years old. Um, <laughs> and just seeing him in person, this dude looked like humongous, mm-hmm. you know, standing next to 10 year old me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, Leo and Leo Rush is um. Is um is is a is a smaller guy, does a lot of flips and stuff like that, and he's trying to figure out where he fits in. And he's also gonna be um a first in a lot of ways, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To be um a, a cruiserweight that um ascends to the heights that I expect him to ascend to, you know. Yeah.
0: And he's in the right company for it, like because honestly, this right. wouldn't have happened. Uh, Mm -hmm. at his previous employer, but in a company like AEW, where a lot of your biggest stars like the Bucks, you know, a guy like uh, you know, Adam Cole, or or, you know, even like Punk and Danielson, like they're not the biggest dudes on the block. So, I think, right, Leo and 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 having a boss like Tony Khan that obviously wants to do business with this dude Mm -hmm. that's a big thing because I think, yeah, it would not shock me if within the next Year 16 months if Leo Rush is in the world title picture, that would not shock me at all,
1: right? Yeah, and he probably should be in the role by that time. He should be, I, I still think he needs a little bit more season, but like the time frame that you said, um, definitely should be in the world title picture. Um, and uh, yeah, we could talk about other guys that should probably. Controversial mm. figures mm. <laughs> that
0: you, you're should. trying to get a little spicy, brother. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to understand it, is what I'm trying okay, to get. Yeah, all right. Now. So so yeah. I, so I, for I, those that like,
0: didn't know, yeah, uh at full gear, Jay Lethal came out uh towards the latter part of the show and issued a challenge to Sammy Guevara for the TNT championship. That match was held this past week in Norfolk and With you know, just looking at it as a match, I thought it was a really good match, Chris. I thought they they did a hell of a job in that match. But Jay Lethal (laughs) does not come without baggage because there have been allegations. Um, you know, we heard some of this during the speaking out movement, uh, about Jay Lethal in ROH. And so, the minute that a uh, AW announced that Jay Lethal is all elite, you get two immediate responses Chris you get right a lot of people saying yes and then you get a lot of people saying wait a minute and so (laughs) like yeah so like where where, where do you come down on this because I saw you tweeting about it last week I know you you got some thoughts about this so uh the the floor is yours brother what what are your thoughts on AW signing of Jay Lethal is this a move they should have made
1: okay so Understand when I'm talking. I come from the world of political science, public relations, um, and um, criminal justice. Mm-hmm. I've got degrees in all of those things, so that's where I'm. I'm speaking from flexing, that perspective. Out here flexing them degrees. Well, I'm just, I'm just trying to give people perspective on where I come from and I right. thought on this. What? in the hell did Jay Lethal exactly do? So this is what I understand about the Taylor Hendricks thing. I understand that he propositioned her, um, maybe a quid pro quo situation where he said, um, hey, um, where he's he's trying to uh, get in and do his thing, and she declined him. So... um, The end result of that, from what I've read online, and I've talked to wrestlers too, we'll get into that in a second, Mm -hmm. is that she declined him and then she got blacklisted, not just from ROH, Mm -hmm. but from the wrestling industry. I just don't believe that. That's the problem that I'm having with it. Mm -hmm. And I've heard everybody talk about it. Now, now heard,
0: to be clear, to be clear, yeah. just, just covering you, Chris, because that's that's what a good tag team partner does. Yeah. To be clear, you're saying, uh, when you're saying I don't believe are you saying you don't believe the allegation or you don't believe that Jay Lethal would have that power to yeah. be able to blackball her in the entire industry? Yeah,
1: and, th- and thank you for doing it. And I would have gotten to that anyway, too, but um, but thank you for, for doing it now. Um, it's not that I don't. Bl- look, man, if. I anytime I enter a situation like this, and this is just from my me working in the courts and stuff like that, I believe that there is always some level of truth to any accusation, whether it's to the umph degree or whether it's just a little bit. There is always truth in the accusation mm-hmm. so I'm not even trying to paint Jay Lethal as some innocent guy but we got to talk about the degrees of criminality that we're talking about. Quid pro quo is not rape and I'm not saying quid pro quo is much better than rape because if you're someone um, in a very very high position, uh quid pro quo is it works probably with the same mechanisms that rape does so I'm not saying that they're just completely unrelated things mm-hmm. but what I believe so to go back to what I believe um it, we're not on the post network so hopefully this you know gives us a yeah. little bit more uh freedom but I'm not going to say anything that's going to disrupt anything either at least I hope not but what I do believe, is that I just don't believe Jay Lethal has the power um, to be like, oh, yeah, this woman didn't let me smash, so put her down the card. And then after that, nobody in the wrestling industry wants to uh, mess with her at all. Mm -hmm. That I do not believe. And I'm not afraid to say I don't believe it. If it could be told to me in a way that makes sense i've i'm not one of i'm not a hot take guy that's the thing i don't think either of us are like oh let's just have hot takes to have them yeah um but i just don't see and i've talked to people who know Jay lethal and i've talked to people who know taylor uh Hendrix, mm-hmm. um, and um, I'm not gonna say who's told me what, but people like Jay Lethal, and then and then people also like Taylor Hendrix. I did talk to um, a couple different people that didn't love the way Taylor Hendrix went about things, mm-hmm. but to me, that has nothing to do. Is with with a serious accusation. If you feel like you got done in, you got done in. But um, like um, I just I just don't believe that he's got enough power to um make sh- to assure that she gets blacklisted right. from a- all of wrestling or even just ROH. You know, for based off of what I've heard, unless it's more serious. Mm.
0: I think another thing, Chris, is when we're kind of looking at all of these situations, Mm. one of the things I want from the industry is consistency. Right, yeah. And, you know, I think we'll probably get into it a little bit later in the show. Yeah. It's not, things aren't always consistent. Right. Particularly when there's sex involved, particularly when there's race involved. Like, there's a lot of different moving pieces in a lot of these issues and so yeah and again like i'm not saying this to demean anybody but if you're talking about jay lethal then shouldn't we also be having a conversation about and i, and I think the guy's a great wrestler but shouldn't we also be having a conversation about darby yeah we is... also be having a conversation about riddle like sh- like right. I, right i guess i don't know like where's the line? Where does the line start?
1: Uh, yeah, and in, in I, all
0: of these cases. Like, it, like should they all be thrown out, or like is it a case by case thing? Like what like what what do you think of, of kind of the degrees with, with some of these allegations?
1: Yeah, so th- th- you brought up a very valid point. Here's the thing with that too, because I gotta go back to um the youngest in charge. I heard him on um on uh, the 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 post wrestling daily, um, mm. with, shout out uh, to that
0: man Andrew Thompson. Uh,
1: yeah, he was on there with Wei Ting, and then I heard John and Wei talk about that. Okay. And they were talking about um, some of the Twitter backlash as a result. So um, we were. Um, I was watching Dave Chappelle's last special, and I didn't agree with like. 85, 90% of mm-hmm. it, you know, that but that's another conversation. for. I was another saying, that's time. a whole
0: nother episode.
1: <laughs> but, but the that it, 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 we're, we're going to get like, why haven't y'all talked about that on Kings of sport? What's up with y'all? You know, we, we're <laughs> go, I'm waiting for that. We'll talk about that when, when it's time to talk about it.
0: Yeah. But we'll, um, we'll save that for the Kwanzaa special.
1: Right. Yeah. So, but here's the thing. Dave Chappelle said one thing on that special that i absolutely 100% agree with twitter is not a real place it just a mm-hmm. hey, you we operate on twitter we do a lot of business on twitter we have a lot of business meetings on twitter we're in a lot of group chats about business on twitter but it's not a real place so i don't think i i don't i don't is right for not Credence, do you want to give Twitter backlash? Is what I'm saying mm-hmm. is I don't understand why he needs to go out of his way to address this Jay Lethal stuff right. in such a fashion. So then, and this is one thing I got—I I got to shout out uh, our boy um, youngest in charge, Andrew Thompson. On he had because this is how I operate in the journalism space as well, and I'll give you some examples of this. Um, he said that he had the chance to interview Jay Lethal. And the person, the spokesperson that um, for Lethal that he talked to, I don't know if it was his PR or what, but they said, hey, can we keep the interview positive and stuff? And Mm -hmm. then after that, um, Thompson found out about um, the allegations that levied against them. So he declined to do the interview because, you know, you have, if you're, if you're trying to be serious, taken serious in this space, shout out to much
0: respect for Andrew.
1: Yeah. You, you can't do that stuff. And I completely understand that, especially right in the middle of it happening. Um, I remember there was a couple instances when I worked with, um, BDSR network, shout out to Mike Knox. Um, and, um, we we had the chance to interview um, Superfly Jimmy Snuka. I actually mm. sat down on it, sat out on the interview, but Knox did the interview. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, dude, you, you got to ask him about this one thing. Yeah. And then um, he declined to. And I was like, yo, why didn't you ask him about it? And he said, dude just didn't seem right in the head when he was talking to him. And when I listened back to the interview, I kind of understood why he didn't mm-hmm. ask. Then we, we, we booked uh, Buff Bagwell on the show. And then four or five days after we booked Buff Bagwell on the show, he gets into that DUI situation. Right. And I was like, okay, Knox, before we conduct this interview, does he still even want to do the interview? Because if he wants to do the interview, we, we ask are gonna have to ask him about this DUI situation. Yep. If he wa- if he wants to do the interview and say we he doesn't want to talk about that, don't have him on the show. So that's kind of the, the thing with that. And this was fresh after it happened. So we had to talk about it. Now let's just say for instance that this it's 2021. Years after Buff Bagwell got into the accident, and um years after Jay Lethal was accused of whatever he was accused of, is it necessary to still bring that up mm-hmm. as a as like a point of contention or whatever? Especially if, if ROH said. No, hey Jay, and let me just preface this by saying Jay Lethal was never found innocent of anything, but ROH said they conducted an investigation and they saw no foul play in what Lethal did mm-hmm. um, and they kept him around. That's what we know. Yeah. Um, so he's he's been working in wrestling since that stuff happened and, yeah. well, and, and
0: even real quick chris uh even if we're just looking at aw yeah. Yeah. i think like if aw signs j lethal in 2021 yeah. then it's one of three scenarios yeah. and i don't believe one of the scenarios at all so like it's either they didn't know about the allegations which i don't believe
1: yeah i don't yeah it's
0: either they didn't care about the allegations or it's they did their own due diligence. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it's either they didn't care or they did their own due diligence. I think those are the only two reasonable options to think about if you're looking at why Tony Khan signed this dude.
1: Right. Yeah. They And, and, and I think and Tony Khan seems like a smart businessman. Um, I don't fault him at all. I don't agree with um with Pollock or um way or even andrew if they, like uh, i i don't uh, i don't think this needs to be brought up unless it turns unless it snowballs into something mm-hmm. then you got to bring it up right now this is just chatter on the internet um i don't i barely hear like you know the ma- mainstream wrestling press talking about it that much i heard david Bixon's fan say something um um Wade, uh what's his name? Um Wade Keller, Keller may have may have bought it up in passing. Um I don't know if this is the thing that people and like you said, if we're gonna do this with Jay Lethal, like this is the wrestling industry. There's we've got plenty to choose from who've gotten to controversy. Um, in the last couple of years, Darby Allen was a was a part of that speaking out movement. Um, we've got, um, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin has been accused of stuff. We've mm-hmm. got Brock Lesnar, who, who's yep. been accused of stuff. Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's been accused of stuff. So like, when does this kind of thing like this, as and this is someone who who, who um, as someone who works in diversity training and stuff like that. And I have to kind of get people, when people F up, one of the things that we do is try to get them to understand why people are mad at them and mm-hmm. understand how to atone. And one of the things we want them to do is we want you to apologize, but we want you to understand what you are apologizing for right? and and mean the apology when you say it. It
0: can't just be, I'm right. sorry if I offended somebody.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. So that, that's, that, those are the, the main things in that arena. Um, and Jay Lethal, at this point in time, all I can really do with him, this is just me personally, is I can just look at his behavior from here moving forward. Mm-hmm. And um, if he um, is caught up in more situations like this, I think you do you know cut bait with him. But if it's just, you know, one iso- like those isolated incidents where there's really not even any like criminality attached to it, because mm-hmm. um, I'm always going to be looking at it from that point of view. And I know people like said to me on Twitter, I got dragged by a couple of people. Why are you bringing race into it? I'm never anytime it involves a black. <laughs> what, what rule that you're going to learn about me real fast? is anytime it involves a black man or a black woman or a black whatever, I'm not taking race out of it. That's just not something I'm going to do. Yeah, you know it's impossible. I'm yeah, it's it's impossible, man. And I don't even think it's all a race thing. I think it's just a matter of people um, liking Jay Lethal or not, man. I think some people who, I think, there was there was a contingent of people online who do not like Jay Lethal as a performer. Mm. So because they don't like Jay Lethal as a performer, they went back and attached this thing with him and Taylor Hendricks yeah. and tried to turn it into something. And um, and also with the Taylor Hendrix thing, also, um, this is a he said, she said situation as well nobody is innocent or guilty in these kinds of situations and it's not and it's and it's an isolated thing the kelly klein thing i'm still learning about that to Mm kind of but even kelly klein was just it seemed like well from what i've read online and if i'm wrong please we're online tell me if i'm wrong it just seemed like more piggybacking off of what Taylor Hendricks had already said, you know, mm. so it's like, you know, that's where I'm at with it. But like I said, I got no problem with this. I don't, I don't think, I don't think a, a CEO, I don't take a CEO serious if you're um, getting, if you're getting cold feet by a few tweets, which is what I saw. They were a few. It wasn't enough yeah. to be like, oh, let's don't talk about it if it doesn't need to be talked about.
0: Yeah, I think like, and again, like I think you and I are both saying, like, we're not saying that we don't believe Taylor. You know, we're not, yeah. you know, saying that uh, you know, the claims are false. But I think when you're looking at this from the perspective of business, which is which is what you're talking about, Chris, if like I and maybe, maybe I'm misreading Tony Khan, Chris, but yeah. I don't think Tony Khan is either dumb enough to not have known about these allegations, nor do I think Tony Khan is heartless enough if he found out that there was credible evidence that right. he just ignored it. So I think I think Tony Khan did do the due diligence because if you're going to, well, yeah. like you do homework with anybody you bring into a company, particularly if there's, you know, maybe a flag or two around mm-hmm. them. So I I don't believe that Tony Khan would sign this dude if the company hadn't done their due diligence. And like you said, now the question is, what is Jay Lethal going forward, both on the screen and maybe more importantly as a member of this locker room?
1: Right. And I, and this is the thing with me. I don't know the allegations. All I know is the surface level stuff Mm -hmm. I've been reading on Twitter and Facebook. And like I said, the allegations to me, On the scale of, if I'm judging on a scale of Harvey Weinstein and, um, what's my boy's name from, um, master of none, uh, (laughs) What's his name?
0: I'm like uh, your, your boy. First of all, you claim your boy Kevin Spacey. You can't you claiming
1: Spacey out here on these No, no, not Kevin Spacey, the dude from Master of
0: None.
1: <laughs> I'm Googling his name right now. Like Chris, Chris out here going to the crypto arena with Kaiser Soze? Nah, hell no. Nah. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Spacey earned his uh, earned his uh, cancellation. Yeah, I'm talking about. Um, the dude from Parks and Rec, uh, Aziz Ansari. Oh, Aziz, Aziz? Ansari. yeah, yeah. yeah, if, yeah I'm judging that. this on the scale from Ke- from from Harvey Weinstein to Aziz to Aziz Ansari. Where does this thing fall into me? Mm-hmm. In my opinion, and I will prepare to defend it, or if if I'm wrong, I'll apologize. This is closer to the Aziz Ansari thing right. than it is to Harvey Weinstein, if I'm judging it from that scale. I think it's degrees probably worse than what Aziz Ansari did because it right. involves quid pro quo. Mm-hmm. Aziz Ansari didn't really... You know, he's horrible at trying to get laid. Um, you know, yeah, that I ha- think, Yeah. I, I
0: think that... um you know, I, my last thing on this before we switch gears to uh another topic in wrestling, as because I want to try to wind wind things down. I don't want I don't want this to be one of our two hour, three hour shows, Chris. I'm trying to be, <laughs> be mindful of people's time. But uh, right. I think my last thing on this is like I do think that a like if, if there are women speaking out, take their claims credibly. But right. then B, there should be a level of equity with how we deal with these cases. Yeah. And what, you know, right? Like, I think that it shouldn't be a matter of, oh, because I like this performer, I'm going to let him skate, but I'm going to bash this other performer. Right. Like, yeah. that's that's not helping anything. So I think that, yeah, like, like I think if Jay Lethal is is on the right track and, and Tony Khan did the do due, due diligence, like, yeah, welcome aboard. Uh, I guess that's, that's
1: what I would leave it at. Yeah. I think that's, that's a a smart thing to do. Like, I think once we, like I said, once we kind of mull through this a little bit more, Mm -hmm. when we, when we do, uh, the, um, the Nubian wrestling advocates, we'll talk to, um, to, uh, Andrew Mm -hmm. and and maybe he could fill us in on the parts, especially me on the parts that I don't know about, but, um, like the wrestlers that I talk to, no, no one has said anything bad about Jay Lethal, and I'm not just talking about um, male wrestlers. I'm talking about female wrestlers who I'm comfortable enough in and I'm not friends with any of these people. Um, the only wrestler who I would call a friend is. Um, probably uh prince nana and i call him a friend because I mean, i'm in business with him so i was like you know
0: Christopher, stop uh, asking me about jay
1: Lethal. <laughs> so yeah so shout out uh, to but,
0: prince nana in the, in the building yeah but uh, the,
1: yeah but that's it you know just yeah, you know. I'm, I'm glad,
0: yeah like, like i said i wanted to give you some space to kind of break this down chris because i did see the tweets about it and everything i'm glad you were able to kind of you know give us your perspective, kind of dealing with that world of the legal side of things. Uh, but we talked about Jay Lethal coming to a promotion real quick. Let's talk about some folks that are leaving a promotion. Okay. But for, for the fourth time in, in a year and a half, Chris WWE had made some cuts, this latest round of cuts was ridiculous because we saw all of hit row get released. We saw uh, John Morrison get released. It was a uh, couple other people that got cut, but uh what do you make of not only this, Chris, with this latest round, but like the last few months where you got this company talking all this talk about how much money they're making, but then they're going back and cutting all these people.
1: Yeah, that's weird, and it's sad, and it's stuff, and um, the, the Hit Row stuff definitely probably hit me the hardest. Um sh- Shout out to all four of them, Ashanti, uh, the Adonis, um, B. Fab, um, Top Dollar, Swerve. Isaiah Swerve Scott, yeah, all of all four of them. Um, the only thing I would say to Top Dollar is, <laughs> is Vince McMahon is not your friend. Um, nope. Don't don't cape. Even if you work for WWE, just don't cape for them. because you're gonna end up looking silly when they <laughs> fire your ass, man. It just is what it is. Um, like this
0: this just then Stephen A. Smith confirms Vince McMahon is not your friend.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's Chris, this,
0: this Chris, Chris, Chris with the ESPN tone. Uh,
1: yeah, this, this is stuff that we shouldn't even have to say because we've been kind of on this train for for years, like, yeah. over a decade at this point. You know, Vince McMahon is not your friend, man. WWE is not your family. You can't you 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 cape for them and then this happens yeah. look at um well like my boy um braun strowman mm. he's making fun of indie wrestlers for starting go funds me go look at you now my man yeah. you know what i'm yeah. saying it's like you gotta understand that that place is just not a reliable place those those contracts are worthless um And it it just is what it is. So I feel bad for them on that front. Um, I've got on good authority that John Morrison actually had the chance to go to AEW um, in 2019, whenever Mm -hmm. he resigned with WWE, he chose to go to WWE expecting things would be different because John Mm -hmm. Morrison has turned himself into something special on the indies. And then, you go to wwe and you're back into the same um thing that you were in this dude was and this is the thing because i remember the bad bunny stuff and Mm -hmm. you were a fan of the bad bunny stuff (laughs) i i was not a fan of the bad bunny stuff but it wasn't so much like now that i've after listening to different perspectives, listening to your take and listening to Pollock and all, all you guys, you didn't change my mind. I still didn't like it, (laughs) but, but I was at least able to open my mind to see how much this meant for WWE at the time that it happened. But John Morrison was a big part of making bad bunny look like a credible wrestler, you know, And for them to just kind of take this man and throw him to the garbage like that just shows just how um, little WWE cares about these talents. Even if you do the thing that you're supposed to do, like leave WWE, go to the indies, go on other places, make yourself better, go back to WWE, and hopefully you're in a better situation. This just isn't the story of John Morrison, you know. Um, And Uh, they obviously see him at a certain level, right? And um, like how can you at this point? How can you trust a WWE contract, man? They're like the contracts I used to write when I was playing house when I was like eight (laughs) and ten. You know, (laughs) it's like yeah, like.
0: At this point, like honestly, unless you're a made person in that company, uh, yeah. the only reason I could see somebody signing there is either like just for the money, just for the bag, or if this is like your childhood dream. But even then, right. man, it's like there's so many options now with AEW, yeah. with Impact, with with uh, you know even like the NWA, MLW. Uh, like some people would have the opportunity to work for new Japan, like ROH. Well, I guess not really ROH cause they're about to go on hiatus, but yeah. there's options out there uh for these folks. So like, I think getting back to hit row, it just shows you that this company is not in the business of long-term plans. Cause we nah. make this group a big deal on, on NXT bring them to the main roster almost immediately after they're called up. We fire B-Fab and then we get rid of the rest of the group two weeks later. And yes yeah, like, what was, the, what was all, the point of all this?
1: Yeah. It almost seems like they brought them to the main roster. And I think Ronnie Richards brought this up, Um, but they bought him, bought them to the rain main roster to, um, hold them to uh, a 30 day uh, <laughs> mm. or 90 day no compete you know so they couldn't like jump right over to yeah. aew or impact and um to me it's just kinda um silly you know but yeah this is this is who you're in business with you know um and i i wish that these guys were coached up, and told how these contracts in WWE work
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: because um, I was listening to Tony Khan on busted open yesterday and the way he does business seems to be a lot more ethical and a lot more sound Mm. just because something is um, legal doesn't mean that it's ethical. That was kind of the point I was getting to with um, the Jay Lethal situation. Mm -hmm. Being unethical is not necessarily breaking the law. Um, And the same thing with with, with what's going on with um, Vince McMahon. What he's doing is 100% legal, um, but it's very, very unethical. And I think Tony Khan was saying, like, when contracts are up in AEW the way they they'll let people go is if do we need you for um after this contract you know Mm -hmm. and I think that's a fair way of doing things you say hey I've got you here for three years um I'm gonna pay you this for three years if your usefulness runs out for us as a business we won't renew those three years. Right. That way, you've got plenty of time to figure out what you're gonna do next, and you and you can rest assuredly knowing that you have a a place to lay your sleepy head for at <laughs> least three, four, five years, whatever the length of your deal yeah. is. You know, um, this this shit with WWE. And the problem is that the wrestlers aren't going to do anything about it either. They're going to keep on putting up with this kind of abuse because they think they have, have to. The one thing that I hope AEW's existence does is show them that this is not something that you have to put up with. There's a better way of doing business. Mm. Yeah. I think,
0: you know, and my last thing on this, Chris, is I feel like, it just shows you what that company is all about when mm-hmm. we're like, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Like don't, don't let the smooth taste fool you. Like don't, don't be fooled uh, by the okie doke. Like we're still in right. dealing with COVID. And the fact that you didn't just do one round of cuts, like we've been used to every year, you know, that post WrestleMania cut, but you've done four right, in the last 12, 13, 14 months. That's crazy to me, and yeah, then to have like the nerve to to you know get on these business calls and and talk to people like Brandon Thurston, now part of uh, the post wrestling family, and, yeah. and talk about these earnings and whatnot, and it's like, come on, man, like that's that's really what y'all about, and so right. yeah, like I I get at the end of the day, business is business, but you're right, there 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 can be an ethical way to do business, and and that, that ain't what Vince is about right now.
1: Right, yeah, and it's like again, how can I? You, you sign me to a contract at the beginning of the pandemic. They signed all those people right before the pandemic started to contracts. Some of these were multi-million dollar contracts for seven years, whatever, to mm-hmm. keep them from going to AEW. Yep. How can I trust a contract from you people now? That's that's my question. How do we trust this? How do I trust you guys are going to honor your word? Because if you're not going to honor your word, then guess what? It's not a it's not a fucking contract. It's it's yeah. it's, it's a it's it's a fuck it's, it's a like a fucking promise ring, you know? Right? <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I'll I'll marry you one day. Here's your promise ring and shit. Yeah,
0: it's like one of them uh like
1: like like. Uh
0: you know, when you when you was a kid and, and you was broke yeah. and you ain't have enough money to buy your mama a birthday present or, or something like that for Mother's Day, and you yeah. write out the little coupon book, like this coupon yeah. good for one night of dishwashing. This coupon good for right. for uh for uh one, yeah. one free uh back rub or something, like like yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> you, you knew you wasn't
0: ever gonna validate them coupons,
1: Chris. Uh, yeah, exactly, man. It's 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 just I do think. And one of the things that I did like about WWE when they had that full sell agreement, even though full sell is a for-profit institution, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily the about um, academia so much, but but one, one of the things that I liked about it was um, that wrestlers could learn other things outside of the business, you know, I think right. um, what's his name? Um, Xavier Woods was um, working on a, uh, on a PhD or something like that. And you could learn how to kind of invest your money and do other things with your money. Maybe, maybe they were getting too smart and that's probably why they cut mm-hmm. down <laughs> deals with, with full sale. Uh But yeah, it's just, I, I do wish wrestlers were um, smarter about that talking about unions. Um, mm-hmm. the biggest problem why um, the biggest reason why we don't have unions from wrestle in wrestling, um this is just for my own optics, is that um the guys on the top of the industry are getting fed very, very nicely. They're getting yeah. they 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 get paid. And have all the money to do so a lot of the stuff that they want to do. So there's never been any incentive for top guys working for WWE to be like, okay, let's unionize. Because if they did, it would have happened years ago. Yep. Um, and that's the problem. You know, it's it, a union would help all of them out though, um, especially with with like mounting medical bills as you get Mm -hmm. older and stuff like that um you know like a lot of these these people have like these SAG cards and stuff i know um brutus beefcake when he got that um when that hang glider ran into him um he was able to use his uh sag um screen actors guild union to to pay for all of that stuff you know what i'm saying um, so th- these are things that wrestlers need to look into. I, I want them protected. Yep. Um, I like like even if I don't like the way, you know, nobody should be lose their livelihood for talking shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's just you know, I, I don't agree with Strowman uh, you know, making fun of wrestlers for starting to go fund me. I don't agree. Necessarily like top dollar, you know, some <laughs> of the stuff that he did, but he shouldn't be fired for it, you know? Yeah. Um, and I like, um, I'm not saying that's why they were fired, but I just, I wish things were better, man. I, I do hate this. And now we have to have these conversations on who do we think <laughs> is going to make it to AEW? Yeah. Who, like they you can't know? sign everybody out. Yeah. And that's the thing. Who is going to make it out of this latest batch to AEW? I mean, that's going to be the
0: question. Because, like, it'd be one thing if there was one release every year. Like, like it, yeah. it has been in the past. But we've had three back-to-back-to-back to back to back and one last year. And so, it's like, like, I can imagine. If I'm Tony Khan and I'm like, okay, I just signed somebody. Okay, cool, I'm set. Oh, such and such is free? And then, like, not, not only the WWE folks, we've also got a whole crop of ROH people right now on the market so it's going to be yeah. very
1: and I, interesting
0: I, and in, as you
1: know, an AEW fan we all have to come to grips with there is a lot of diminishing returns with these surprise debuts mm-hmm. like right now They're still probably cool. Like one of my favorite parts of wrestling in the 90s was just looking at who was going to jump where. Like I I remember watching, like my favorite episode of Nitro from that era is the episode where they were were promising an Impact player debuting for like months. They were Mm -hmm. promising it. And then at the beginning of the episode, you see Raven, sitting in the audience, and it's like, oh, shit, it's Raven. I'm cool with that. You know, he was a mm-hmm. big ECW guy, and then at the, towards the end of the episode, Kurt Henning comes to the ring, and it's like, <laughs> oh, it's, this, this is why I watch wrestling, and then it was just a series of that, and it'd be yeah. like, Even if it was like a job or WWE, even if it was like Crush or something like that. I was like, oh, Crush is in WCW? Or if it was like, you know, anybody, man. It was like, like I remember seeing Miguel Perez on WWE. I was like, I just saw Miguel Perez in WCW. And now I'm seeing him on WWE. It's, It's just, it's cool stuff. Right now, all we're seeing it is one way, you know? Like there've been a couple people who've appeared on AEW who've gone to WCW or WWE, but it's been the other way for the longest amount of time, Yeah, you know? And for this to really feel like a good, robust wrestling industry, it needs to be a two-way street, you know? Yeah. Like it just. Well, need, yeah. I mean, it it, it
0: would be. I, it might be that way, Chris. Once one side of the street gets its house in order.
1: Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> that this is the thing too, because uh, this is a debate, and I guess we'll know in a couple years. I've been telling people for years, or not for years, but for months. I was like, I do think that when some of these AEW contracts come due, Vince will pick up a few of them. And I think those guys have a better chance of getting pushed Mm -hmm. than if they would have came from the NXT system. Mm. Because I think no matter what they say, they look at AEW as competition. I think Vince McMahon still sees NXT as the company that could not um, beat AEW, you know and i think triple h he had to get
0: gonna, had to get Hunter up out to paint
1: yeah triple h is going to have that taint on him for a while um out of this batch i would i would love for um and this isn't my just my blackness talking <laughs> although some people might accuse me and i can see if you think it is my blackness <laughs> talking but i do think all four members of hit row would benefit from going to AEW mm-hmm. but it would only be for one thing. I'd want to see them have a feud with the acclaim. You know, I wouldn't, mm. you know, I don't know outside of that, what else you could do with them.
0: Yeah. Um, like, I, I'm not sure if they'll, if they'll sign the whole group, but I definitely Strickland. think Swerve is yeah. like a high priority.
1: Yeah. Strickland, uh, Swerve, um, he's got to get signed. Um, he, yeah. He's a guy, cause that was my, our, our knock on, um, on uh, AEW. That was why I was so like, are we really doing this to Jay lethal? Because I was like, like, this is a guy that you could put in the main event scene. This is a black guy that you could put. And I am like, what the hell is lethal do now? Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, uh, so, but, um, yeah, you could put, you could put Strickland right yeah. in that main event scene and it'd be seamless. He was already on his way to the main event scene. Um, even in NXT before Vince McMahon decided he was going to mm-hmm. play these games with his hit row um, yeah. and not know which guy was going to be the guy. Like to me, like when you're thinking like that, then that means you already have failed these brothers, you yep. know, yep. I think cause like when I look at factions, I'm never like, Oh, who's going to be the guy. Um, When I watched um AEW, and when I watched, I was never like, oh, who out of the elite is going to be the guy or whatever. And then when Adam Cole got there and all of a sudden has started to get over, it's like, okay, maybe Adam Cole, we, we've got plans for this guy now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because he's rising to the top, you know, based on his own thing. Yeah,
0: like it, it, it's it's going to be real interesting because I think there's a lot of different ways they can go. There's a lot of moving pieces that are now in play, and we'll see which ones end up uh, in 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 camp con. But I, before we get out of here this week, Chris, we got to talk about you know you mentioned uh, Triple H might have a bit, a bit of a taint on him after the, the uh, Wednesday Night War, but but there's something Chris that's had a taint on it for even longer. Than Triple H and his failures, and that's the American legal system, Chris. Uh huh. Let's, let's, before we get up out of here this week, let's talk about this uh, this uh, Kyle Rittenhouse decision. Uh, any any thoughts on on this, brother?
1: Well, um, I haven't been as active on like Facebook as I've been in the past just because I'm kind of over these meme debates and discussions mm. where you, you, you try to have salient points and motherfuckers are like, you know, they come at you with their memes and stuff and it's not anything salient. So the thing with Kyle Rittenhouse, I fully expected um, a not guilty verdict for him, mm-hmm. unfortunately. um And he had a lot of things working in his favor. Um, And the prosecution on that case, um, when I just like I'm not a lawyer, but I've I worked long enough to in that space to know when I've seen a good lawyer Mm -hmm. and when I've seen a bad lawyer, that prosecuting lawyer on that case was horrible. Um, The judge was. He ran hot. He was angry all the time, mm-hmm. um, and he, when he got angry, he kind of showed it on his sleeve, you know. So, yeah. uh, the the contrast would be to look at the judge in the Ahmad Aubrey case, and just how even kill he is most of the time. Mm. Um, even the the uh, judge in the Chauvin case, and then you look at this judge in um, the uh, Rittenhouse case. Um, A lot of the stuff he was saying wasn't even that false as far as he gave the prosecution directions as to how to prosecute the case. The prosecuting attorney then tried to sneak in questions that the judge already said were banned. So mm-hmm. um, if I was a lawyer um, and watching stuff like that actually makes me want to consider being a lawyer just because I could have done a better job in this prosecution. All that prosecuting attorney had to do was ask close-ended questions to that fool. Did you leave your hometown to travel to Kenosha, Wisconsin? Mm-hmm. Yes or no? Is this you on the videotape? Yes or no? Are you crying in this videotape? Yes or no? These these are simple little things that I learned doing under undergraduate studies in political science. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and then at the master's degree level, you kind of learn this. The judge says you can't ask certain questions. You use that videotape to just kind of get your point across. You ask close ended questions. All you have to do, you can ask 10 of them in a row and you've won that case. Um, And um, they were trying to get written like get um, um, Rittenhouse to call himself a murderer and say stupid stuff. And of course, Rittenhouse does the the crocodile tears. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, those those uh, crocodile white tears work better to remove stains white white taint and Clorox bleach, you know. <laughs> so it is what it is, man. But yeah, that's so and then the legal system and then outside of that stuff, it's it, you know, it's you know, this is a a white guy traveling to an area claiming self-defense. This this, this is the funny part of it to me is like this this motherfucker gets his gun Drives it to an area outside of where he lives, mm-hmm. shoots and kills two people, and then claims self-defense. You're not gonna see any brother do that and get away with nope. it like that. That's just not gonna happen, you nope. know. Um, and I think that's a level of, of stuff I I don't know how outraged we should we should be outraged but i think that this is a time for us we got to use this energy from the outrage to kind of um to kind of um do something positive with it man Mm -hmm. because like these courts are not just like vince mcmahon these courts are not our friends, man. They just, they just aren't. So, um, and the rules are different for us. They, they just are. And you had that corrupt judge and the, the one charge that I thought, I thought uh, Rittenhouse had a um, good chance at getting found uh, guilty of. he said that you couldn't even charge him with that, the gun Mm -hmm. charge, you know? So it was like, what, what can you do at that point? You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, we, we we have to make sure um that people like um Joe Biden are putting forth decent, honorable judges to serve on the bench. Um not just people of color, because we, we, we know that those judges could do bad bias as well, but people um diverse judges that are gonna um do what they can in the legal system because we've got so many different things going on. There's so much for black people to think about at the same time. Mm-hmm. So much for America to think about. We've got um, this um, Julius Jones who yeah. narrowly escaped the death penalty um, narrowly because the the the, guy, the governor of um, Oklahoma at the 11th hour, said, okay, we will um, commute this guy's sentence from death to life in prison, which to me is, you know, it's better than dying, obviously. You can still (laughs) fight for it, but it's not the greatest. We got the Ahmad Arbery stuff, and we're still waiting for a verdict for that. Um, That one, I think, is going to be more favorable um, to um, our people. I don't want to get quoted on like people you, you said this, you know, don't get mad at me if it turns left because look, it could always go left. I'm just saying from what I've seen from the legal teams, I I think that one is going to, the prosecutor's just been doing such a great job in that case. You know, anything she's not been allowed to, she's, she's done what I'm used to seeing lawyers do. Let's mm-hmm. just put it that way, <clears throat> um, and uh, the um, and then also finally with this um, Kyle Rittenhouse case. Granted, it didn't involve him killing anybody black, but it still just speaks to white privilege because I can't drive to a neighborhood, um, kill yeah. a couple motherfuckers, and then just that be a call that to be a day because what 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 what. Hell, was,
0: sometimes we can't even drive to the neighborhood because they'll be like, what are you doing in this neighborhood?
1: Right, yeah. Cause it, that, that sets a, a horrible, horrible precedent. Mm-hmm. Um, um Kyle Rittenhouse. Um I I didn't I didn't I was one of the people I didn't necessarily want him to get a life sentence. But you want in those situations, especially when you're dealing with someone who was 17 at the time, you want them to get shook enough to know that this yeah. is not a space that you can operate in. Mm-hmm. You now the fear is he might feel empowered, he might try to run for office one day.
0: He definitely does, like and and the, yeah. he's got a group of people that are willing to use him to further their yeah. agenda. And so, yeah, like, I think going back to something you said earlier, Chris, like where if you're a black person in America, you have to juggle 20 different things at the same time. Like in addition to the day-to-day stuff that everybody goes through, regardless of your race, Right. there's just a certain exhaustion that comes with right. being black in America. And I think things like the Rittenhouse decision, like, even if it's not, explicitly anti-black it sure as hell feels anti-black a lot of times and so i think like a lot of us just felt tired again like we've we've been tired chris and this is just adding to that just weight of just like like you're not surprised at this point like nobody's surprised yeah
1: Yeah, I was definitely not surprised, and I didn't want to get on social media and just keep, and and keep on like because you want to be wrong in these situations, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't like pre- predicting doom and gloom. I like predicting good, positive outcomes. But it was, it was just one of those things where we knew you, you could kind of see, even if you, if you've gotten. If you've got um, no experience in any form of the of um, <laughs> the court system, you could kind of see where things were going, um, and um, it was just um, it, it 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 hits you in a certain way because this is um, and it, it even though you you see like there are white people marching on our behalf mm-hmm. and get shot for it and nothing happens to these people, you know? And like you said, you see you watch on Fox News, on um OAN and stuff like that. They them lie this kid as some kind of hero and stuff, man. Um same thing kind of with the George George Zimmerman situation. Mm-hmm. This guy is He's been assigned to, and, 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 the, and the, the most fucked up thing for us is <clears throat> we wouldn't have won this regardless. And that's the, the sad truth about it. Had uh, Rittenhouse been found guilty, he and he would have, instead of being a hero, he would have been assigned martyrdom, martyrdom. And they would have been like, hey, look at what these guys did to this kid. Mm -hmm. Um, he was just trying to defend his neighborhood and he would have been used for political clout in that way. Now he's just being used for political clout in the other way. Either way, black people, liberals, progressive, we weren't going to come out on the other end of this with any kind of gold stars or shit. We were were, were doomed from from the jump. You know, one thing we could be grateful for is it's over now. Now we could plan. We can come up with something and, you know, just fix it to where things aren't like this anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's the way we ended the show on a happy note. Like, yeah, like the the system ain't broke, the system is working exactly as designed, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Right, right, yeah. So, um, shout out now, yeah, I'm glad we're able to do this, and I know we're gonna be like trying to do more of these things, yeah. Soon, well, you so. know, I've, I've
0: been telling people, man, like, uh, uh, maybe next month or beginning next year. Uh, like you and Andrew are going to be doing more stuff here on the network. And, and right. uh, some of it might be with me. Some of it might be with other guests that you that you want to talk to. Uh, but we're going to try to open up things more on the Patreon where, uh, you know, we're getting more content out and more conversations out uh, for the people. So that's something folks can look forward to, Chris. Uh, what, what else you got going on, man? Tell, tell, tell these people what, what the Professor Chris Ely got going on when he's not out here uh, walking to the crypt.
1: All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just finished right now. The main focus has been finishing up my dissertation. Um I've been uh getting learning a little bit more about this um this cryptocurrency stuff before we named the Arita Crypto Arita. Uh made a little bit of money. I don't think I'll ever be one of those like day traders or people who s- stay up to like you know, five o'clock in the morning waiting for Chinese markets to open is, you know, that's not going to ever be me. Uh, but um, I'm still, I'm learning this, this, this whole thing. And I'm looking forward to um, what we do in the future with Post and what we do on our own side. Um, and I liked, um, one of the things that I liked about um the the Jay Lethal stuff that came up is it showed like how uh, differing the perspectives are, Mm -hmm. you know, it's because I do not, um, like I said, I don't fully agree with um, turning this into something that it doesn't need to be turned into, in my opinion, and other people feel their way but hopefully we could talk and come to some kind of like understanding. And that's kind of like the whole point of what we do on these, on these things is we talk things out to, even if we're not going to fully agree with the other side, understand why they feel the way that they feel. Um, I'm not an agree to disagree type of person. I'm a person that, um, Maybe I disagree, but I want to. I don't want to just pretend that your feelings don't matter in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of um, the both of us, because that's when you start getting canceled and sh- and shit like that is where you just don't care about the right the, uh, other side of the argument, you know?
0: Yeah, it's, it's just just being human, Chris. Like I think yeah. that, you know, and and rational human beings can have a difference of opinion on particular subjects. And that's part of, that's part of why we like doing this man. Cause it's conversation. Uh, right. So, and in terms of uh, some conversations I got coming up, like I mentioned, I got uh, a blade live watch that I did with Jennifer Smith for the Jenny position. That's probably going to be out in the next couple of weeks. Um, I've got uh, an episode of the Naomi podcast with America's sweetheart, Brittany, Monae, uh, your, your, your LA homegirl, Chris, Right. Uh, it should be should be dropping in the next couple of weeks. Uh and then I guess after that like we might do an episode of the main event over place to be nation in the next couple of weeks and then uh the second Saturday in December we'll be back for our big like me and Chris got something big planned for this next episode of the Nubian wrestling advocates. We 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 got a we 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 might have a whole crew up in this piece.
1: Uh, right, yeah, for,
0: for for next month's show. So uh, stay tuned for that. If you want to follow Chris on Twitter at K-M-Eazy does it. You want to follow me on Twitter at in the number eight m o z a i k. Uh, follow the show Cospod k o s underscore p o d on Twitter. Uh, Trying to think, we got anything else to to plug before we get up out of here, Chris? Oh, uh, Andrew Thompson. Like like, look at all our Andrew Thompson's work on our uh, mm-hmm. post because the brother the brother does good work. That's that's our, our nephew, the youngest in charge out here on, on on these streets.
1: Right. Yeah. And yeah, he's he does great work. So that's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to make sure, like, I thought he like by, by him saying he wasn't going to do that. Jay lethal interview when he couldn't ask that question. Yeah. That's, that's exactly how I always approach, you know, and I've had the chance to interview, um, a ton of people. Um, and, didn't because of scandals that i wasn't allowed to ask right. about so yeah, yeah
0: brother Andrew, got journalistic integrity on these trees. yeah
1: because i mean the other the other end of that too is you don't ask him if you can ask that question or not and then you just ambush ambush him, him. yeah question in the interview and that's not a good way to be no. either so yeah, yeah shout out
0: to andrew uh yeah. but yeah shout out to everybody that watched the show live we appreciate all of y'all uh shout out to you if you are listening in the future on the podcast version uh but that's gonna do it for this episode me and chris was able to talk talk over a few things we'll be back in december uh because i look i was gonna say next week but let's let's be real chris like next week a busy week mate
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It'll be sometime in
1: December. (laughs) We gotta figure out, like, because I think, because like when we do this stuff in the middle of the work week, people it says something about Americans and the way they work, right? Because people have nothing but time to respond and chats and all that shit, you know. So uh, we'll think we'll work out the format
0: yeah we'll, we'll figure it out uh um, yeah. but, but yeah we appreciate everybody that did watch today uh and we we did have one comment but it was uh uh somebody besmirching my my, my hat i'm like hey man look here you can't tell me, <laughs> look, you can't tell me nothing after them braids one of yeah, world yeah, look, series i'm
1: good for the yeah, rest of the year yeah and, and that's kind of like look man this especially when you're a team that doesn't that wins, but doesn't win the way you want them to win. Yeah, like the Braves or the Dodgers, man. It's your moment to enjoy it, man. Yeah,
0: like it's, like you can't tell me nothing for the rest of the year, man. Like, even if it. my Falcons don't win another game all season, yeah. I'm straight because the Braves won. So, right. so don't don't you can miss me with that. But uh, that's gonna do it. Appreciate Chris for hopping on, man. We're gonna be back next month with another episode of the world's most dangerous sports show, the Kings of Sport podcast. So. For the king of cryptocurrency himself, Chris <laughs> Your arena. I'm not throwing up any sets or nothing. I still have to walk
1: around <laughs> these LA streets. I'm like, You a crypt now? What's up? You know?
0: I'll say, Chris, yeah, yeah, you, you might not want that affiliation. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so for the professor, Chris Ely, I'm the godfather, Nate Milton, and you've been down with the king. Well, that's all for this week's edition of the Kings of Sport. Be sure to come back next week for an all-new episode. You can leave feedback for the show on Twitter at KOS underscore POD or via Gmail at thekingsofsport at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and rate us on iTunes and tell a friend. The Kings of Sport is a production of the Mosaic Podcast Network. Whether you like it or not, he's back. da double Tech, like just Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to leave it all on the mat because that's what I do when I get it done so I can do it. Yeah! What in the wide, wide world
1: of sports is going on here?
0: Thanks for the loan, IRL Marshan. No problem, Tiny Virtual Marshan.